Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited today to share another beautiful goddess, beautiful soul with you all, who I know you're going to learn so much from, and I have learned so much from, Renata. Hello, Renata. Hi. How are you doing? I'm excited. How is How are you doing? I'm doing pretty darn good. I'm feeling the resurgence of spring, so I've been feeling like all expansive. I don't know if you've been feeling that too, the turn in the weather. We're both in Canada, right? So. Yeah. You really feel the seasons up here. <laughs> I do. I do. It, it's getting warmer, which makes my soul happier. Absolutely. And I just love seeing foliage. I feel like a kid in a candy store, just like jaw dropped when I see like leaves coming out of the trees. I'm like, it's returning. Even though I literally live in the woods and I look out at evergreens all the time. I just love like foliage returning. There's just something so like healing about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Spring. I love spring. It's about new beginnings for me. Absolutely. So I always love starting when I have guests just saying how I know you um, and the experiences I've had with you. So Renata and me are both part of the teacher's arm and the mentor's arm of, um, we're in the consciousness collective, which is the teacher and mentor's arm of the Shevolve Sisterhood. And so we met um, just by watching each other's interviews through that process. And I felt really connected to you when I watched your interview. I loved your energy. I loved your message. And I ended up booking a session right away. Yeah. Like literally right away. And yeah, back before then, like I didn't get too many sessions. And then I kind of went on this, like I wanted to see what everyone else was doing. And it was funny because synchronistically yesterday I was, because I'm a Virgo sign. <laughs> you love astrology too. So I know you'll get this, yeah. but I was cleaning up my notepad on my phone because I had like 800 notes on there. And then I came across the notes from our session last August and just looking where my life is today with what you kind of imparted the wisdom you imparted back then it was yeah. like total like truth bomb galore what i love <laughs> about your style of reading is that you're not a people pleaser you're like a swift kick in the pants but you do it in such an empowering way and i've had two sessions with you now and yeah. i've enjoyed both of them and so this is kind of how we met and of course we've stayed connected through instagram which is like where i live <laughs> love instagram <laughs> So I would love for you to tell, you know, the spirit school students, I'll call them, uh, who you are, where you live, what you do, how you show up and serve in the world. And then we'll get into the meat and juice of our convo. Um, so my name's Renata Trofsky. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I just knew Danielle, just, she, I just told her to say Renata because my last name could just be, it could be a stretch for people. Um, and I'm, I'm, I call myself an alignment coach, you know, I'm going to be on, and I'm a naturopathic doctor. Mm. I'm also a wellness witch. So I have a little side gig with one of my soul sisters and I'm specifically the wellness witch of the West. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and my whole thing, I, I, I you know, yeah, I got, I'm not a big titles person, but I guess we have to tell what we do. Mm -hmm. I don't care what role I'm actually playing or what hat I'm wearing that day my whole commitment and I know in my soul, I'm meant to help people live out their purpose. And specifically the people that I serve are those spiritual seekers. 
I call them the spiritual rebels, the entrepreneurs, the healers, and the coaches. And why I, I feel so committed to that, because I believe we all have a certain gift and a purpose, and we're meant to service the world the way we were born to. The problem is we were never really taught how to do that. Mm. So like, that's who I am for people. Yes. I love, love that. And you do that very, very well. And I think like you, you just have this aura of like, I it's beyond confidence. It's just like (laughs) completely sovereign. Like that's kind of like the word I want to say around you. And I know we, even as healers, we're all healing our own shit all the time. We still get triggered. We're still working through our own stuff, but you always show up in the space of like sovereignty that people around you can't even help, but to feel more self-assured like in your presence. So I think that you do great at what you do. And I just know people will really love hearing a bit of your story and why, you know, we really wanted to talk about this podcast episode today because you also had a major career shift in your life to move from that naturopathic uh, practice, which I'm sure you did tons of school, went into crazy debt for to accomplish and made this switch into the more purpose field work. And so I wanted to share with you, I'm not sure if you listened to my episode, but I had an episode called Emotional Personal Update. I try not to get too, too personal on the podcast. I like to teach more than anything, but I was about to have like a health crisis uh, at my worst, second worst in the corporate world. And I received hundreds of emails from people like in Ireland and Norway and Australia, all around the world, because there are so many of us struggling in the box that life creates for us and we're just dying to get out. So I'm so excited to talk to somebody else who broke free, who really took a risk and followed their passion. And I just want to know your story behind that whole process for you. So do you want to know like, when I was 20 process or just I when know, I was a naturopathy and then you had this practice, but it still wasn't exactly what you wanted. And then how did you transition to the work that you do now? Yeah. So I'll give a, I'll give a bit of a background because you'll, it'll make sense for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that I share. So when I was in university, I was starting to become a, a, I was neuroscience to become a psychiatrist for my astrology fans. Like I have a lot of like, 12th house stuff and like psychology readings in my chart. Like my moon is in the eighth. Like I just get human psychology. Yeah. During that time though, there was a lot of moving parts in my life. And I was like that outgoing, like academic and I don't need to get into the nitty gritty, but there was just a lot of things that were falling that felt out of control. And I ended up getting very um, depressed. Mm-hmm. And I was, the, the way I was able to cope with my depression was through an eating disorder. So like in order to main control, because I felt out of control, the only thing that got me through was like control through my exercise and my food. And when I went to the doctor, I was like, there, my option was go talk to someone or medication. Mm-hmm. And here I am being like, I'm studying to be a, a psychiatrist. Like I'm not like something happened for this to happen for me to feel this way. This is like, this, I don't know who I am anymore. So I had to completely fall apart. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I remember one day I was like isolated. Cause again, I, I just completely isolated myself. The way my depression showed up for me was through a lot of anger too. I was very angry and I didn't want to be around people. But I remember one day laying in my bed and I was just like really upset and I was crying. And there was this voice inside of me that was like, one day you'll understand. And I knew I wasn't going crazy. 
and you got to get this is about 13 years ago when Instagram and spirituality and like do you is not like the norm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having the strong knowing for the first time. And I was a very analytical person where it was like pros and cons. And if the pros didn't, it felt wrong, I still went with them. And in that moment I decided, I was like, I can't become a psychiatrist. I, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I remember going to the job fair a couple weeks later and I came across naturopathic medicine. And immediately I was like, this just makes sense. Like where I never seen a naturopath. I actually had no idea what it really meant. I just knew in my heart, like I need to do this. And that was the first time I took a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. So, you know, lo and behold, I'm in school. I graduate. I heal a bunch of stuff. I learned so much about energy, about chakras, about spirituality. And I'm just like, I'm in the right place. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm in my second year of full-time practice. And the goal is to just get clients, fill your, fill your schedule, right? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't really have a business background. I'm just like, I guess this is what I do now. And here I am, two, two years in practice. My schedule is completely full. I'm looking, I'm sitting in my office one day. I, I was working at, at a gym, so it, but it had a corporate contract. Mm. And I had every slot was booked. And I was like, I made it. Like, I filled my schedule. I had no business training. I hustled. I just figured shit out. Why the hell am I super anxious where I have to take strong Chinese herbs just to function? Mm -hmm. why I, I gained 10 pounds and I have this like rash on my face. Like what is happening? Like what? Like, and then I remember sitting there feeling like something was missing and it was not easy for me to have that conversation with myself in this rickety gym office with Beyonce playing, playing in the background <laughs> and me being like, why am I not? Why do I feel empty? I, like, this is, I thought this was what I was supposed to do. And I remember having a conversation with myself, with myself, and I was just like, I just sat and what came to me was like, I wanted to be around the world speaking because what I was seeing, Danielle, for all you listening, is a lot of people were in relationships that didn't fulfill them and jobs that didn't fulfill them and it was expressing through their health. Mm -hmm. And I was only able to take them so far with a supplement or a gluten-free food sensitivity, free diet, whatever the hell that was, or acupuncture. But I was like, I can't supplement your shitty job. Yes. I can't acupuncture way, your way out of a terrible relationship. <laughs> and the funny, the irony is, again, I had to go through that feeling of being out of alignment to recognize I'm still not aligned with my purpose. And that naturopathic medicine was a stepping stone. But it was a big risk because here I am finally making money, quote unquote, externally, it looked really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to pay for school mm -hmm. and I was like, I got to quit. I got to go part time and I got to explore this spiritual coaching aspect of me because in my heart, I just, I'm scared. I'm terrified. My family thinks I'm crazy. Probably. I don't blame them. Yeah. But I was like, I knew in my heart that I was like, I cannot keep showing up every day feeling this way. This doesn't, this is not, this is not making sense. Yeah. So that's why, that's where the whole being in alignment was birthed. Yeah. And again, I had that second message that my higher self was like, you'll understand why, why this will make sense one day. I was like, damn, you're back again. Yeah. So then I followed my path and I, I worked with coaches, took spiritual programs, um, worked with healers and like, here I am today helping just that. It gave me those tools and that experience, life experience and training, and just like my own intuition 
that's how I got to where I am being helping other people get aligned. I love it. I love it. I love it. There's so much in there. And I completely agree that the level of like unfulfillment and unhappiness does weigh on your skin. It weighs on your hair. It weighs on your waist. Like I know because especially people who are drawn to the healing arts, we're empathic and clairsentient just by our very being. And so we can take on energy and our bodies just like store it. Like if we don't have a way to release it through something that brings us passion, something that brings us joy, we literally store it. And this is one of the doctor questions I really wanted to ask you when I was at the gym earlier. I was like, oh, I've never had a guest on with this kind of background. So I really want to ask this question because a lot of us intuitives cope through food and we ground through food and we make poor food choices um, because of not being able to kind of like release some of that energy that we just take on throughout the day. So have you seen this a lot? Like, and I know that even though you're doing a different level of work, I'm sure that you have to call in some of that past experience and education and what you're doing now. So what do you say about that? Yeah, I still practice part-time. Oh, good. Uh, Okay. I just have more spiritual clients. That's just kind of the people who I attract. So yeah, it's fun. Sure. And I, I had this like conversation. It's not just like, here's a supplement. So I just, I found a way to fulfill that part-time work. Um, I definitely see it. And I think your question is more like how to deal with like the grounding part. Yeah. Or like, how can we like nurture ourselves through food and through diet instead of, you know, I feel like we kind of sabotage ourselves in some ways because we don't know what to go for when we're dealing with so much energy. Uh, yeah. So I find it's, it's, it is common. It's common for just people to cope, right? It's a learn, it could be a learned behavior. And I always say to people like there could be shame attached. So I just want to address this because sometimes we make ourselves wrong. We're like, I should know better. I should know better, but I'm like, okay, this is also what helps you feel like this is your stress relief. So like, if we just pull that under the rug, you're going to feel like really a, maybe unstable, not unstable. That's, but you, and I'm saying like, it could be overwhelming. Yeah. So I think it's important, um, to, to be mindful of, okay, if I do I need to talk to someone? I feel like having the right support is a great tool. Yeah. Um, uh, usually my way of getting rid of excess energy is through exercise. Mm-hmm. However, I find the most nourishing thing is to have support, to have like either a mentor or a friend you can turn to instead of maybe using, because we can also use spirituality as a coping mechanism, mechanism in this game. For me, I can play that friggin' meet your higher self meditation a million times just because I want to deal with shit. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is maybe what conversation do we have to have with ourselves or who's someone safe that we can have that conversation with? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I've been, I have the same kind of um, like bad habits when it comes to money and food. And so I kind of like, I, I go to therapy all the time. I get free therapy for life. I've explained that because I'm indigenous Canadian. My okay. father was a residential school survivor. So as an intergenerational survivor, I get free therapy for life. So I take it right. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, why not? And yeah. I've, I've realized that like food and money for me are definitely like safety mechanisms. It's like, I feel safe 
if I have a fridge full of food, I feel safe if I have money to like spend. And even if it's not in the most wise way. So I agree with the support because it took me many years of support to kind of uncover that. And up until then, I just like had a hate fest on myself all the time, right? Yeah. Just like beating yourself up and yeah. I could, I should, I'm not good enough, et cetera, et cetera. And you go down this like rabbit hole. So that's really, yeah. really good advice. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you too, because you did move into, when we worked together, you're using cards. I don't know if you do that anymore, those types of readings, but when you're developing that faculty, that psychic faculty and like the, even the astrology, what was the journey for you around being good enough to put that service out there to the public? Um, I feel like I had the opportunity to experience that, oh my God, who the hell do I think I am? Imposter syndrome as a natural. Okay. So, good. Um, you know, I remember being like, why are they coming to see me? I don't know all the answers. Like I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. And I feel like I, I had some tools from that, that made me realize like I had to kind of challenge, well, what is good enough or not? What, what are you promising people? So like, what are you delivering? Mm-hmm. Right. Versus like, are you meeting what you're, what are you saying? Are you delivering what you say you can? If I'm saying I can tell you what your soulmate's going to look like and I'm, I'm promising you seven grand, $7,000 million. Well, like, yeah, you're probably going to feel a lot of anxiety putting a service out there that you can't, whatever. But when I started realizing putting these gifts out, I realized that I'm helping people uncover things for themselves. Yeah. I'm not predicting, I, I don't ever make claims like I'm predicting, I'm just helping you. These are tools to help you better understand yourself in your path and where you are, where you're stuck and what you need to do next. I can't do the work for people. Yeah. So I think I'm just very, I was very clear on what I'm providing in my definition and the rest is really like up to, up to the person who's working with me. So I feel like a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves in this healing spiritual world where it's like, you can't do the healing for somebody. Mm -hmm. You're there to give them tools. You're there to hold space. But at the end of the day, like, are you doing that? Yeah. And everyone majority of the time is doing a great job, but we're just have it in our head sometimes. Like I got I'm the one who has to, I have to have to fix you or I have to heal you or I have to give you all the answers that you want to hear, which maybe aren't the ones that you need to hear. (laughs) Like, no. Yeah. So I feel like knowing that you, I think the most profound thing for a healer is the fact that you are holding space and for someone to have a conversation with you is so much more important. Is it like one of the most important things ever? So many people don't have people they feel safe to just uh, unpack certain things that just need to be unpacked. Yeah. Definitely. And I think too, you know, and you realize this and I, I, I felt you saying it in between the phrases and the lines, but people who are called to this path to be of service as a teacher, as a mentor, we usually go through the worst of the worst ourselves because we need to be able to support others. Right. And so when you're saying like, it will all make sense, you're like, of course, because I track clients who are experiencing what I have overcome. And so that's how I'm able to be in alignment and of service. Right. So, so I love it when people like are open and willing to share their struggles that they encountered because it makes other people feel like this path is accessible to them because we're in Instagram. Now there's a lot of shows on TV. There's nothing except comparing ourselves to others out there. If we let ourselves get into that vibration. Yeah. So that's kind of, I love the podcasting world where it's like anyone can have a podcast and everyone should, 
right? Yeah. And then we can find like our tribe, we can find our healers, we can find our clients through, you know, this vibrational match. I love it. I love it. So thank you for sharing that. So I'm curious too, because I love your newsletters. I love your Instagram. Like I'm totally into moon and astrology myself. I'm still very much learning. I think I'm in like year three of kind of like learning, but my, my flaw in this is I actually don't remember things. So I can't do astrology by memory. Like if you were to ask me now, like what the qualities were of like Aquarius, like I can't recall them. I don't remember them. But if I see the word Aquarius written in front of me, I can kind of feel it. Right. Like it's, it's more intuitive for me, but you add a lot of value for people with the cosmic kind of like downloads that you get. So like, where did that come in for you? And how was that learning process for you? The funny thing is I think getting an astrology reading done, um, and it was so bang on for me a, a few years ago, I was like, how did this person know things about myself that I kind of, I knew, but I didn't, like, I didn't know, but I did know. Does that make sense? And people like, there's no way she could have made this up. Yeah. And the funny thing is when you look at my astrology chart, I have some, I have the moon and my Jupiter in the eighth house in Pisces. So naturally, and my son is in the 12th house. So I'm very, I can connect and my Mercury is in the 12th house, meaning I can connect very easily to like other unforeseen worlds mm-hmm. and I can merge with people very easily. Also having my moon and Jupiter and Pisces makes me like my good fortune comes from the occult. Like I could, ju- I just understand this healing or the, this different world so easily. You asked me to do some accounting thing. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So understand that like, it kind of gave me a permission slip to do what I already felt I wanted to do. Yeah. Because it was this burning curiosity I always had as a kid. I was always fascinated with the stars. I could pick up on other people's emotions. I just got things and I would say things. And my mom's like, you're five years old. Like, how, where did you get that from? I like, I felt like energies before. I just didn't know what it was because apparently that wasn't what everyone else experienced. So I just kind of kept that on the lockdown and put it in my back pocket. Um, so then when I got my reading, it kind of gave me that permission to just reclaim who I was again. Mm-hmm. And then I just started studying it, doing it on people and just like kind of learning through my own experience. Yeah. So I'm curious too, because there's people who specialize in career astrology or romance astrology. Uh, When I look at somebody's chart, I do it for my three month mentorship clients. I'm just looking at their big three, their Chiron, because I'm curious where the wounded healer is, their North Node, like what's the future destiny. I look at it just from that development lens, like things that may come up as barriers um, to really opening up to this path. So what do you look for in astrology when it comes to your clients? So I I like to look at I really do it for their sole purpose. Mm-hmm. So I deconstruct everything. I'll be like, your moon, this is what this means. Your North node is your car, like your destiny point. Your South node is the karma you got to work out. Here's where your trauma is going to be, your transformations. Here's your wounded. Like I take it all apart. Mm-hmm. I even look at the sacred geometry of your chart. I want to know more about that. I know nothing about sacred geometry. Yeah. Like I've so heard it I- for years, but I know nothing about it. So I, I kind of, it's like, I can't even explain the process because it's like, I, it's like a million connections are being made in my brain simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like there is a structure to it. Like I'll look at your sun and your moon and your ascendant. Those are three important things in your chart, but then I'll look at the relation of all the other planets and what are the strongest relationships with those three planets. 
then your midheaven, which is like your career aspect. And I'll just kind of draw this picture, plus like the sacred geometry of your chart to be like, hey, by the way, this is kind of your cosmic DNA, mm -hmm. but all with alignment in your purpose. So it's more like, what are your call to do? What are your soul gifts? What, what kind of career is going to most fulfill your soul? What, what kind of karma do you need to work out in this life where you're most challenged? And where there's the most the amount of healing has to take place. So that's kind of like the major areas. I'm not like a big like love astrology reader. Like here's your love life. Like I could. Yeah, I but all the time I'm like, I am the least romantic person you'll ever meet. And <laughs> yeah, like, it's not even my wheelhouse of interest. <laughs> no. So I'm more like your, your spiritual purpose. That's that what I use it as for is to help people understand like their gifts, their career path, how they best serve their clients, what kind of clients they best serve. Mm, that's a good, that's a really neat. And, you know, going back to what you said, like, I think that for me, I've received almost every kind of reading you could have now. Cause I got just super curious about other people's gifts and yeah. how it works for them. Um, and I don't think there's ever been a more accurate reading than astrology. Like mm -hmm. it just fascinates me. But the funny yeah. thing is when people look at my Midhaven, it's like, it always comes up that I would do well in government. And I'm like, I do well in government. And that was like the least thing that I wanted to hear. Right. <laughs> It's like, funny though, right? It's just like, it's. Yeah. I think that's part of my South node is like, you know, really easily kind of like moving up the corporate ladder. Like I've, I, like I was saying to you before we went on air, like in the corporate world, like people would just hand me jobs. Like I wouldn't even have to apply or compete. I would just be given jobs. And that's totally the energy of my South node, right? In Capricorn. And so me with the North node in Cancer is like striving and I'm in my lunar node oh, right yeah. now until the end of the month, it's around prioritizing family over material gain. Right. And yeah. so that's me quitting my job, my six figure job into the uncertainty of entrepreneurship, especially when I only want to work three hours a day, a few days a week. It's like prioritizing my family and giving them my best. And so like I took this Lunar Nord return, which started in November, 2018, like very seriously. I'm like, I'm going to do this work. I'm not going to wait another 18 years. And, um, you know, I just, I just find like the way I learn astrology best is just taking one aspect and like learning the hell out of it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I love it. Um, so I love hearing your story around that. And then I'm also curious, uh, about your wellness, Witch project, because yeah. I had a vision when I was getting my hair done, which I'll tell you after not my hair done. When I do my hair and makeup, yeah. I get, that's when spirit gets through to me the easiest because I'm not doing anything that's like spiritually related. It's literally me getting ready for spirit. Like, okay, I'm ready to work. Like, even if I'm working yeah. in phone readings, I still do myself up because yeah me getting ready to show up for spirit. Right. Yeah. So tell me about the wellness, Witch, and then I'll tell you what I saw. <laughs> so wellness, which is, is the, it's like a Jennifer, my, like, she's my, one of my best friends. She's also a naturopath. I call her my soul sister. We joined forces over two years ago to form this group because I felt like there was this well, we had that naturopathic aspect, but we really believe in that energetic healing aspect. Number two, we formed it because connection's really missing in our world. Mm -hmm. Authentic connection, true authentic connection, because we feel like that's such a strong component to healing. Yeah. Okay. And we wanted a platform where women can feel understood. Um, they felt seen and it didn't matter where you were on your journey. It's like, we're going to support you no matter where you're at. And I just feel with the spiritual world, personally, this was my thing is 
you ha- I felt like you had to be this certain way. You can swear, you got to be vegan, you got to do yoga, you got to, I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, I drop F-bombs, I eat meat. And I felt like that to me wasn't, I feel like people had this perception of spirituality and a lot of people were, it was it, like a toxic positivity. Yes. And during my yoga teacher training, I had this idea and I was like, I am tired of this shit. Even in my own brand that I was like, this is not spirituality. Spirituality is being is like honoring who you are and, and trying to work out your stuff and be your highest potential. There's nothing about not being able to swear or get pissed off when someone violates a boundary. So I wanted to bring in this other, I wanted to break down this really rigid perception people had of spirituality. Yeah. That's why I post my, my meme roundup Mondays, you know, because I think that we <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Like I love doing them and it's like a thing now, like, it's a thing. Like people are sending me memes all the time, but like, I really think we need to lighten the fuck up around spirituality. Right. And yeah. that, that's been one of my biggest lessons. Cause I used to take it very seriously. Like my Virgo son is pretty fucking serious. Right. Yeah. And so I had to like learn to lighten up around it. And that's why I do things like that. And they, I, <laughs> my most recent one talked about the devil. I'm like, uh, we're going to see how this floats, but it was like by far the most popular one. And so I'm like, you know what? It's just attracting my people to me. Yeah. Right. Who are yeah, down to this kind of stuff. Yeah. It can be scary. And I'm like a Leo sun, Leo rising. So like I'm, I call myself the sassy soul wisdom and I, I want to just be a comedian. So like if I, my full dream job is if I could really do stand up, like spiritual stand up, and just like, just make the fun, like just make fun of all of us. Like that yes. would be great. Have you seen Shirley Lipner? Like you need to oh. follow her on Instagram. I'm going to interview her on the podcast. She just moved. So I'm, I had her, tarot reading with her. She was my first ever tarot reading, but she was on Dougal Fraser's radio show. I don't know if you know him, but he's a color guy. He does aura reading. Okay. She was a stand-up comedian who had this bit on TV about being a psychic. And then people started coming up to her. Like that was actually really accurate. And so like, that's how she became like this super well-known psychic was, a, was a comedy bit. And she does these free readings, like just 15 minutes of tarot readings on Mondays at five Pacific time. And she is so funny. Like she'll literally have her make makeup bag and she's like I'm gonna do readings today with my makeup and she's the funniest like I just love her so you got to follow her and and check her out my inspiration yeah no and it's just I just think like we need to kind of lighten up and I think we are I think that people are starting I feel like we're in the right line of work at the right time and I too had very many of the same hang-ups because you know I liked to drink wine I definitely eat meat every day of the week and I swear like a trucker as well. And my background is in motorsports. Like I, I worked with race cars my whole adult life. So it's like, where is the, you know, spirituality in this connection? But the truth is spirituality is very personal. Spirituality is your own personal relationship with yep. the world of spirit. And nobody can freaking judge that. And only if you let them, will it affect you, right? Mm-hmm. So I really like you talking about that. So the vision I had with the wellness witches, because I really like it. And I can't tell sometimes if you're responding through the account or your partner sometimes, but um, I know you guys are always sharing my memes (laughs) and I love it, but I was seeing you guys have a podcast and I was actually seeing the cover of it. So is that kind of underway? Uh, I wanted to have a podcast, but not, it wasn't a, it wasn't a group podcast yet. But you and your partner, what was her name? Jennifer? Jennifer. 
Yeah, I was seeing a cover with two women and I didn't know actually know how many people were in the wellness witches, but I was seeing you guys have a podcast. And then I was also seeing like a retreat down in the States. So anyways, just keep that with you. But I was like, oh, I need to ask her if like they're planning on starting a podcast. Well, anyway, starting an online program. So, well, hear me see if the energy fits, but I wouldn't be surprised if you guys end up with one in 2020. It's really, uh, it's a really neat way to get your message out there. Right. Mm. And for people to find you and what you're doing. So anyways, just hear me out on that, but that's, I I love it. I love the messages. You want to tell me anything else? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I don't know what your partner looks like. I was just seeing this uh, podcast cover of like the two of you. And even just like the name, the wellness, Witches, is like, so like an attractant, right? Like yeah. you just want to know more, like, what is this about? And yeah. so I just think that podcasting, um, is one of the best ways to get your message out there to the masses yeah. without a doubt. So think about it. I do see it happening. So again, sometimes when spirit shows me things, the energy's there, which means that sometimes it just unfolds in front of you. Um, and then, yeah, for some reason, I don't know if your, your partner's down the States or whatever, but I saw you guys doing something down in the States. So see what that's all about. But I think that that might expand a little bit more. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about too, and I'm curious about this because when I was considering my career transition, what I worked so hard for, and I had a lot of hangups because I'm not a scholar. I, I barely got through high school and like barely, and I had no interest in post-secondary. I was like, school is the worst. Get me out of here. And I ended up traveling with race teams for the next 10 years of my life. Um, so you put a lot into your naturopathy pro like, uh, you know, work. So what was the mental, emotional, physical, uh, landscape for you when you were considering giving that up full time to transition to this woo work? Um, well, I think it taught me a really good lesson at the time. It sucked. Um, but it, it made me realize how attached we are to things because we invested in them the way we make things mean. So for me, I'm like, I'm so attached to that title. Like the naturopath is my identity where it's like, if I'm not a naturopath, who's Renata. Mm. So I'm very blessed that I learned that lesson because I think a lot of people stay in these jobs and they, they, I invested, by the way, I had to pay for my schooling myself. Okay. So like that again is a huge chunk of money, like $200,000 worth from beginning of university till the end living, you know what I mean? Bills. I had to waitress to make my way through. And I looked at it more as like, this is a stepping stone to my path because we are so stubborn. Sometimes we will commit to jobs or relationships because, Oh, I've already invested this much, but I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the faith has to come in. And you have to really ask yourself, well, am I going to keep going on the rest of my life because I invested this money? to something that no longer fulfills my soul. And again, I feel like it was destined to happen that way because essentially I'm helping people do the same thing and saying like, it, it seems like it's just like a battle with the ego basically mm-hmm. where, yeah, it wasn't easy at the time, but I, I just kept asking myself, well, I'm going to stay in something. And I tried, I tried for an extra six months and I was like miserable. Yeah. So I was like, 
I don't really have options here. <laughs> and I'm the type of person where if I'm not happy, it's really hard for me to push through something that I, that doesn't feel aligned. So yeah, it kind of feels like a loss, but at the same time, it's all perspective. Yeah. Well, naturopathic medicine enabled me to get to actually where I am today. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, from an outsider looking in, it, it does give you a different level of credibility, right? To your practice. And I know it may not, I don't know if it feels like that, but it's like, oh, like, you know, this is somebody who's invested heavily in themselves. And like, I just think of it like that. And it just, I don't know, it gives you like a, a level of credibility, I think too, and a uh, trust factor um, because people who are drawn to that kind of work, like really want to serve and help. Where's Virgo in your chart? It's in my Venus and in my second house. Oh, I love that. I love so that. I'm, ah, uh, I'm like, I'm <laughs> in my relationships, I'm that person who's like, this is out of alignment here, fix this. And they're like, stop nitpicking me, <laughs> right? A hypercritical one. Yeah. Like that's how I can be, but it's like, it comes from a loving place, right? Yeah. Well, and I think like Virgo being like such a servitude sign in alignment with like Venus, that seems pretty harmonious to me when it comes to like, I guess just the servitude of how you show up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so I'm really glad to hear that because I know that there's a lot of people who listen to my podcast, especially after that episode that I did, <laughs> which I will say I had a vulnerability hangover after that yeah. episode, but I'm glad I did it. Um, you know, a lot of people are feeling stuck and I think identity, you nailed it, has a ton to do with it. I know a lot of my gripes about leaving the corporate world was like, Hey, Danielle, like you don't, you don't have post-secondary, you don't have a master's, you don't have a PhD, like all your cohorts. Um, like, why are you giving up like this prestige, this title, this like biweekly paycheck and all these like bells and whistles that come with it. It definitely was a bit of a piece of the identity. Yeah. Um, and that was a bit of a big deal there. Right. And so I had to be okay, kind of like standing on my own and not receiving all this external validation all the time and being okay to stand in my own enoughness. Right. That was a big thing for me. And it took two years. You had six months. It was two years and two health crises later. <laughs> And, and it needed to be that way, right? Because sometimes we need to get slapped over the head. Like I still had the massive anxiety. I was gaining weight and it was like, I was just out of alignment. But I do want to say this. Oh, I had a thought and it like disappeared out of my brain. Um, you got to get clear on what you value in life. Mm. I value freedom. So when I was working at that corporate office in the rickety ass dungeon room in the back of the gym, like I felt not the opposite of freedom. I felt stuck, confined, limited, restricted. So you like, uh, that's a huge thing. I always work with people through is like, you need to be very clear on what your values are and how you want to feel in your day-to-day -day life that will dictate the choices you make. Yeah. So some people value like regularity and like that, like that nine to five job and that structure. And that's beautiful. And that works for them. That just didn't work for me. So I don't want to say to people like, don't, don't have nine, whatever, if that, that's something you value or it's aligned with your values, it's fine. But the problem is we get too hung up on our titles. Yeah. Which I don't know that I, that's why people laugh at me. Cause they're like, you don't even go by Dr. Renata. And I was like, honestly, our society's backwards to me. Totally. Like, <laughs> 
And I love that you said that because um, I had a thought too that just like disappeared. It's so funny. Like as you said, and when that happened, I saw the orb up on our screen. Like I know that we're on video. So we'll have to look at that because uh, I love it when that happens. Um, I think too, like I heard a great quote when people are trying to assess their values. Cause I heard that like before my first health crisis, like literally two weeks before I landed in hospital with an anxiety attack that, yeah. I mean, I thought I was dying. I was like, my heart has been palpitating for three days and it's like going in my throat and I have a headache. Like it was awful. And I was put on a heart monitor. But three weeks before that, I heard this podcast that started talking about personal values. And I'm like, I didn't even know what my values are. Like I've never yeah. actually done that work. Yeah. And then the quote I heard, which was so eye-opening for me was, your values lie on the other side of your triggers. So I started actually documenting all the triggers that I had and was able to find my values on the other side of that. And that's been really helpful for me. The funny thing is my number one value <laughs> is dependability because mm. my number one trigger is when people like jam out or don't say what they're going to do oh. or disappoint me. Right. Like, or I disappoint others is like a huge trigger as well. So it's right. something like I've definitely had to be working through over these past few years, but I was like, oh man, because that kind of goes against like being in the corporate world is quite dependable in a lot of ways. And then yeah. going, you know, but your values change as you evolve and grow as well. So it's a word. How do you want to feel will change? Like my top values are like integrity. Mm. But I hate it when people are, do sellout shit. It, it drives <laughs> me nuts to get ahead. It like, so like, but that works for me in my business. Cause people are like, I trust her. Like she's her word. Right. Like I really value that. Like I have like honor is a big value of mine and then freedom, yeah. freedom, health, and honesty. So I can't say, I rather have someone say to me, like, you're pissing me off than being like, Oh, that's fine. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't mind when people talk straight to me. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. I don't know. I have a, I have a harder time with it. <laughs> that's okay. It's not a bad thing. No, we're, I mean, we're all so different, which is why it's like, it's really yeah, good, I think right? It's, yeah. There's, we all have our strengths and we have have our ways of showing a certain side of, of consciousness to the world that's needed for people's healing, for people to, to gain some perspective for them to be inspired. So I, I love the fact that we're so different. Absolutely. Yeah. I had somebody come up to me. Um, after I did my first group reading last month, which took huge kahunas. It was one of the biggest fears I've ever had in my life. And it was a really positive experience. Like I couldn't sleep for two days after it because I was like, Oh my God, like I've been avoiding this for six years and I did it and I loved it and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm doing it again on Saturday, this coming Saturday. I had this girl come up to me who, um, and she, she was like, are you open to feedback? And immediately I'm like, Danielle, are you open to feedback? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, because when I get the straight talking, like, cause I'm a Virgo son, like no yeah, one's better on me than me. Yeah, right. I know. And so I'm like trying to work on that and the feedback was fine. Right. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I, I need to know, right. Like I need to know. Um, anyways, I can go off on a tangent about that, but I think people will find it interesting hearing the conversation. Uh, hey, I'm a Leo son. So our egos, we could get real sensitive. <laughs> real sensitive. So like that's just something I've learned and that it's a muscle I had to develop. Like, looking at like what works, what doesn't work, doesn't mean you're shit person, Renata. Like, but it's about like, how can I better serve people? Not like about has anything to do with your worth. Yeah. So I get it. Trust me. I get it. Yeah, no, I love it. I love that. This has been like a really, really fun conversation. So 
as we kind of wrap it up and I think people will really find value in our conversation. And I know that people listening, I, I truly believe, especially with podcasting that, you know, I'm not speaking to the masses. I'm speaking, you know, through the intelligence of spirit, whoever will listen, will be attracted to it for a reason. And so I thank you for giving me your time and your energy and your story. And I know that people will love it. So how can people work with you? How can people find you and, and learn more about everything that you offer? So the best place to connect with me, I know you're going to probably share some links. In the show notes, all the links. Yeah, I have my Instagram's the best place uh, to, to connect for if you want daily doses of sassy, sassy soul wisdom. Yeah. Um, and then we, I have the free alignment starter kit that will be linked. That's a great tool just to help you start to see like what, what is it that you like or don't like and how to get more aligned with who you are. Um, and then the only way to work for me right now is through my one-on-one, um, coaching programs. I let go of my one-on-one, like uh, tarot readings and astrology, because there's just too many, too many hands. My hands are in too many things that I find that's the best way I like to serve people in this, in this fashion to help them kind of start to gain that momentum in the, in living out their purpose. I just made that shift myself in my business because I was finding the one-on-one thing, especially when I would include astrology with it. It's such a big investment, as you know, to do that. And then people would want to work with me again, but I was booked out for months. So I had to kind of create this package as well. So I think it's a really valuable way for people to get really, um, you know, really valuable work with somebody. So I'm really glad that you made that transition too. Um, cool. So I'm going to link everything in the show notes. People can find that program, find your website, find your Instagram, and then going to spring this on you. But is there a favorite quote or favorite lesson that you'd love to share with our, with our audience in closing? Yeah. The first one that popped into my head is eventually everything connects. Love that. Thank you so much, Renata. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.